Okay, tell us when we're live. We're ready. Oh, okay. Hey. Hello. How you doing? Hey. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> Welcome back to the What About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. And we are here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. Who I'm, says that? You say that. I say that's me. That's, that's my it. line. We're making I, a t-shirt that says it too. <laughs> I'm Kim Haynes and I work at a really, <laughs> really busy birth center. <laughs> I'm Meredith Rout and I have a small home birth practice here in Winchester, Virginia. I'm Jess McKee and I'm a doula and a birth assistant. And a butt um, so just as a warning, Kim has been up at a birth all night. Again. Again. She's extremely tired, so that means we have no idea what's going to come out of her mouth today. Nothing. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be my favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we finally got it in there. Or she just might not talk at all and at some point be passed out on the table. It took a lot to get her off the floor, so... Uh. <laughs> I'm just going to leave at some point. Get on the floor. Yeah. Get on the floor. <laughs> when you leave him, I just have to pretend to be you and try to do your voice. Mm-hmm. I... Do, your, do your fake laugh. Mm-hmm. And say f- a lot. Yeah. I don't think that that's possible like, for f- you to do Kim. Literally or figuratively. Any, any way. Hard pass. I'll stroke your armpit hair if you do, though. <laughs> nah, you hate my armpit hair. She does not. As much she as I would love it. I think it's beautiful. It. She loves everything about you. She did touch you. my hair today, though, like in a kind way. Your armpit shocking. hair? No, my hair hair. She usually just like... Your head hair. Won't touch it. <laughs> okay. You have to make that clear. She touched my hair So, my How was your uh, week? So... Welcome back we after say, so many yeah, weeks. <laughs> I know that we've only taken one week off, um, like on air, but we haven't recorded for three weeks. So yeah, I feel like... a little rusty. I feel like I'm losing my podcast virginity again. It like grew back <laughs> so your hymen that can happen yeah so we're just gonna have to like pop that cherry real quick uh what are we drinking today <gasps> no we are drinking a pinot noir Tell from it, josh sellers oh Ooh, josh sellers it's quite delicious is um, it looks it's gross actually delicious kim is not partaking it looks are disgusting <laughs> no she's drinking coffee with way too much i don't flavor. like it you don't like it. She you doesn't don't. do adult I don't, wine. I don't like the Josh wine at all. You don't like it's that red wine. I find it to be abrasive and disgusting <laughs> and also slightly sexist. You know what? If oh, Josh wine. I mean, ever. Oh, such. She doesn't mean any of this. My wine. My, I'm drinking coffee again. Also, um, this wine was given to us by Jane Hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Kim also doesn't mean that. She also just doesn't like red wines and. Um, or most Josh's. I'm kidding. Are, I'm kidding. We are actually really, really grateful for the wine. And um, thank I, you. Thank I you, Jane. I love the wine. I love Jess the wine. Jess is enjoying it. I'm I just don't. I wine. just don't drink red wine. All right. Moving on. Yes, we are drinking red wine and. Um, I'm having coffee. This Kim's is having the coffee. third podcast I haven't had alcohol. So. I know because you're like you aren't so sleeping. on call. But I just had a week off. You so. have a good also, break coming up too. I feel like I don't. We Except have, for I'm going to drag you into work. Sorry, we haven't recorded for three. We had two weeks off, so this yeah. it's actually been like three weeks since we've recorded. So a lot's happened mm-hmm. in that time. Mm-hmm. I think that the most exciting thing that happened is that we went to Naked Spa. That yes, was a, we did. Uh, that was, so that was a mixed bag. That was it. <laughs> it was a, it was a weird day. Naked spa really weird day. in itself was fantastic. Yeah, naked spa was oh great. God, it was so relaxing. Come with us. Everyone felt really beautiful in their bods and loving on themselves. Chuck yeah. came and mm. 
Got Mate. sexually molested. And, and left. Was, <laughs> and was sexually molested in the men's section. Yeah, that's why men yeah. don't come to Naked Spots. It's a girl's day. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, but that was unfortunate. Because he happened to be there and get hit on in the man's naked section, um, crazy things happened because yeah. he went to a bar where Kim later met him and saved a life. I did that. Literally. Not yeah. joking. Chest compressions, yeah. baby. He's even messaged her since then and said thank you, which is pretty beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Um, what? <laughs> Our man in the corner, Oz, wants us to talk about that more. We need to really work on our sign language. Oh, yeah. It was actually super crazy because I felt like, I felt like, and Kim's going to get so pissed off at us for like focusing on this too much. Also, she's going to start getting upset because I don't, I'm still convinced you've completely processed it. She hasn't processed it yet. But she, so Chuck has never come with us to Naked Spa before. So he happened to come to Naked Spa. He happened to leave early. Kim was super tired because she'd been a birth night. So it got to around time that we haven't left usually. And she's like, I really just feel like I want to leave and go have a beer with Chuck. And so she left before me and Meredith and goes to the, the bar. Mm-hmm. None of these Which things. Which is probably not something we would have done. None of, no, we've never no, gone to a bar. No, the bar was around the it, corner. Yeah, we never it wasn't even like yeah. There was a bar physical. closer we would have gone But had Chuck not come we and had go. you not been at a birth all night, we and never. And if some man had not flogged yeah. his log at my husband. I know. We unwantedly. never. We never would have ended up at that bar. So I don't know. I, I don't want to say the stars aligned. I think that they did. But I feel like they did because everyone else in the bar, when this man, uh, he just fell, fell down over. in cardiac arrest. Also, everyone, full disclosure, Jess and I weren't there. We, we walked were in there right when Kim had they finished. They were still yeah. naked. Yeah, we, we were, were still, still naked. <laughs> no, we weren't. We were walking to we the bar to meet you. We were slowly clothing ourselves and walking over. Yeah. So, we were like literally two minutes. I think we were there like as the woman took over, the EMT took over. I think yeah. that's when we walked in the door. I because think we, we, we sooner, actually like waited as they walked in the door because yeah. we're like, can we go in there or what's happening? Yeah. Um, but most people panic in that kind of situation, but not Kim. She just like jumped right on in there and did also, chest compressions. Kim was in like... Um, those pajama pants that the crotch goes down to your knees. <laughs> and so it wasn't like she was looking real legit, you know, like she was, was looking like legit. she'd been at a naked spa I was spa too legit day. to quit, like MC Hammer. Yeah. And hey, there was hey. an EMT in the building who didn't, who didn't yeah. do anything. And Kim he was bullied confused. him and made a move and she did everything. She it's said, fine. if you're not going to do anything, at least count for me. Mm-hmm. No, I said, the least you can do is fucking count. Yes. And he didn't like that. And then I yelled at him no. to count louder because I couldn't hear his little tiny man voice when he was trying. <laughs> to help me. Anyway, I did learn something. It was Mm. a reminder. mm -hmm. Yeah, what did you learn? Is that it's like, it took me almost two weeks to get over that, which was really Mm -hmm. shocking because we're in, like today, I was literally elbow deep in another human being and not in a fun way. And But that was fine. Like, I didn't even need to process that. I was like, "Eh, that's no big deal. Um, But I am not used to what I did to adults falling off their barstools. So like it it was a reminder that we attend births all the time. And these dads that are watching this stuff that we see all the time, they don't see, Mm -hmm. you know, or the moms or the spouses. It's not their comfort zone. Let me add all the people in there. Doula, photographer, like the partners. The doula's used to it. That's true. <laughs> like we just sometimes I, I it was a reminder that they don't see it all the time. So just yeah. make sure that I'm explaining everything that's going on and then process it with them later. And I'm pretty yes. good at doing that. But I think that was, was I never reminder. realized like, holy shit, that was intense. Yeah. Like, and EMTs do it all the time. They do. Uh, and know, sometimes they doctors, still panic. Nurses. Sometimes whatever. they still panic. Um, but I think it's also important to remind people that after you save the life, we stayed and played um 
song trivia. karaoke song trivia tri- karaoke <laughs> trivia we won twice and we won two five dollar gift cards yeah. for that plus the bar paid for your tab from before the cardiac arrest so I that was pretty was badass regular. yeah that was awesome it ended well but yeah, I would like to say though that the police did not acknowledge Kim at all in her efforts. They went straight to the EMT who did nothing and talked to him the entire time. Actually, uh, they talked to every real they, silly. They talked to every man yeah. that was sitting at the bar and my and Chuck kept going. My husband was like, Hello, and I'm like, Shut up. Yeah. Don't yeah. everybody quick get hide me. everybody <laughs> who was there was coming up wanna... to him and thinking her. But they also insisted on keeping like the area where oh, yeah, he collapsed like, like cordoned off like a, a crime scene I while everyone is his body print or while everyone is continuing to drink around it. It's like this is not a real crime scene, guys. Like what the hell are you doing? They right well, now? they're all up in their copy. They're just standing there. In the I bar, think everyone like, was mm. just doing their best. Is that what they is were that doing? Really, Kim? Is that yeah. really what you thought? Mm-hmm. Except for that EMT. That guy. I know that opinions are like assholes and everyone has one, but, but I don't right. agree with that. I think for once you're wrong. While I was talking I think with she's an trying EMT, to be politically correct. I was talking with an EMT client today and I said, I think obviously the EMT knew how to do CPR, but I think it's sometimes unclear. You misjudged of when, 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 when to do it. And yeah. she said that's a huge mistake that people make all the time. It's very common. Yeah. So, you know. Whatever. So go you. Go Yay. you, Kim. And but, she anyway, has- but go that guy who's already back at the bar. Yeah. So yes. he's doing great. He's doing good. He's doing good. <laughs> go him. Anyway, um, moving Yeah, moving on. on. So what, what, <laughs> like, so what else? Uh, Kim, let's, let's focus on Kim more because it makes her feel that. really comfortable. She also went on vacation. <laughs> I went to she Asheville. She off. went to Asheville. Burnsville. I saw my family. Yeah. It was awesome. You awesome. were out of cell phone range, which is huge. Yeah, I couldn't use my phone if I wanted to. So you couldn't even text me and Jess that often. It was pretty terrible. That was hard. <laughs> terrible for us we found whatsapp was yeah. it uh, yeah was and then it i didn't hard? realize you guys were on it so i had like literally 80 messages when i finally got it i was like oh my god yeah so sorry you need to turn those notifications on for whatsapp like, turn them off because and it's i like, did ding, 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 i did ding, have ding. a few uh the sorry to bother you texts i did that that came in on like christmas but i didn't get them mm. oh that was i think i did that to you too did you i think i did that's yeah. okay i didn't i was like i'm not sorry to bother you pick up your effing phone yeah you did that so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about what our subject actually is today. Mom shaming. Mom shaming. Wow, I that like, was not planned. I was <laughs> to say I'm pretty happy that I'm not a mom because I'm like I got a shade from the shade today. You guys can come at me. I know, but you can. I can just throw it. Be all prepared day. for when you become a mom. It's gonna be awful. That's gonna be great. I'm perfect, so I'm just gonna sleep through this episode. Yeah. Kim's never been shamed about anything ever. Oh my God. I had my first baby at 16. My entire life has been full of shame. Yeah. (laughs) According to other people. I mean, bad your kid is awesome. I know. It's totally worth it. Exactly. I'm really not good at making my kids appear socially acceptable when they're infants. So sometimes brushing infants their hair or ever. I was gonna ever. Say, sometimes brushing their hair but, will help. But I feel less guilty. <laughs> As somebody who doesn't brush yeah. their hair. I feel Maybe less guilty about it the older they get, though, because it's like now it's kind of more their responsibility. Whereas when they were like one, it was like, why is your kid dirty and not wearing shoes? And I was like, she doesn't like them. She told me <laughs> in her baby's talk. <laughs> well, Lila cares now. Yeah, she does too much. Yeah, yeah. So, but mom shaming is like, I I feel like all of us that are moms have experienced it. And I know when I was a new mom, I was actually very susceptible to it. So I think it's important to talk about Throwing it or receiving it? Receiving it. I've never, I mean, I think it's important. You had CPS called on you at one point, right? 
No. <laughs> no, but that thanks for bringing up her biggest nightmare on the planet. Now she's going to be never traumatized happened. all day. Oh, God. Why do you think that happened? When the kids were out in the yard. It's a rumor she heard. Oh, no, 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 no. The cops came once, but oh, not CPS. Okay. One time my kid ran out in the yard naked when she was two, and the cop was driving by and decided to come stop by and tell oh, me about all called it the in. sexual predators that are in our neighborhood and why I shouldn't allow my kids to run outside naked. And I was like, well, if you've ever had a two-year-old, um, it's not always easy to keep their clothes on oh, or, or inside to keep them inside. <laughs> Someone <laughs> called the police on me once because... When I was 17 with a child and I left him um, at the pool, this is going to get a little intense, just yeah, fair warning. And my friend was with him, yeah. watching him, and he was sleeping. He was like a few months old. And someone called the police and said that I had left my baby alone. Oh he wasn't God. alone. He was just with a black person, <gasps> and she didn't count. Oh, that sounds, Was that Strasburg? Uh-uh. That was in Stephen City, Virginia. Wow. 24 right. years ago. That's not okay. While all the white kids were smoking Newports behind the I know, right? Shack. Ew, Newports. <laughs> and, your, and your kid is Mexican, so. No one knows what my kid is in so this. so many layers to it. Yeah. Redneck area. I'm going to say in my defense for the naked kid thing that like, you know how we've talked about how your vibe attracts your tribe? Like, we have the most awesome old hippie neighbors. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just called you old if you listen to this. <laughs> I love you Why? so much. You are not old. Wizened. You're amazing. But um, they have the sparkles in their hair. That's yes. really big right now. It's yeah, really yeah, great. yeah. But anyway, we recently like became close to them. And they told me that when we moved in, they actually were like, we like them because their kids run around naked in the yard. So it's like your vibe You're attracts pulling your, people in. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm glad you remember that five years later because. I also love when people feel comfortable enough to let their kids run around naked. Yeah. I think it's very liberating. What's I also like to run around naked. Mm-hmm. When we lived in Florida, we did the drum circle on Sundays. Yeah. And Brock, or not Brock, um, Oscar and Max and Audrey and Amelie were always naked. Mm-hmm. And the rule in Florida is yeah. you, you ha- it's against the law once you hit seven okay. because oh, there are so many sexual predators out there and seven's like the that age should be that castrated. They so did I guess the research and found out seven was the age. I guess that's huh. like the cutoff. So they would yeah. occasionally say, well, how old is that kid for? He's good. That's crazy. Yeah. The cop didn't tell me I was breaking any laws. Like he couldn't actually do anything about it. It, it was just more nice. just like, I just want to warn you that your neighborhood is chock full of losers. And yeah. I was like, well, Great. you know, I live in Strasburg, Virginia. So I <laughs> yeah, it comes with the territory. <laughs> Which is, it's, I it's becoming cooler, right? Yeah. We were just talking about how cool it looked in that photo. Strasburg or Pretty. sexual predators? <laughs> God, do not put me down in saying that, yeah. please. Strasburg. Strasburg. Oh, Strasburg's getting cooler, but it still has a lot of sexual predators. Um, anyway, so let's talk about what we're going to talk about mom shaming. We're going to talk about some of the things, because I think that mom shaming, I want to talk about what mom shaming is, what people get shamed for, but then I also think that there's a difference between like, mom shaming and providing information. Information. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also been guilty of mom shaming for certain things. I think there's like legit reasons to like look at a parent and say, well, that's a crappy thing to do. Um, But I feel like moms get shamed entirely too much in Mm -hmm. our society. It makes you feel attacked on on every front. And so it makes you hard to receive information. Yeah. And you're already in a very susceptible mental place when you're, when you have new kids. So it it feels 
And your end, we already talked about, you're already usually feeling very alone because our culture doesn't yeah, and you're sleep encourage and doesn't encourage things. you to have that support. So then you have people judging you. But I feel like a lot of times the judgment actually comes from a place of people trying to make themselves feel better about them. themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe decisions they've made in the past that had they realized weren't the best choices. Yeah, but they can't admit it. Yeah. So well, that's everything. Religion, parenting, politics. politics. Yeah. All the things. Yeah. And parents want to, and I think it becomes very emotionally charged because parents want to do the best thing for their kids. And then I feel like, I I think we see it a lot working in this arena that um, it's really... (laughs) That's a good word. (laughs) In this this genre of work that we do together, um, we see it a lot because I just forgot what I was saying. Well, it's because also like most of our prenatals are our clients like talking about things that people have said to them or told them. I had one mom whose parents stopped speaking to her Mm -hmm. when they found out she was birthing out of the hospital. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered what I was going to say. That people also like to have their choices validated. So I find that parents tend to want other parents to make the same choices as them, which ends up feeling judgy to the other parents, but also like... It's reinforcing the person who made that decision already that it's the right choice. Even if it wasn't the right choice, they want people to make that choice because it makes them feel better about themselves because that's easy to do. You just do a fishing Facebook post. Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. Then you'll get so much love and attention within five minutes and then your whole life is perfect again. Yep. Thank God for social media. Love you. Cheers. 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 Um, I feel like, I don't have a kid yet or like I have like you a, have so ha- many I have kids. A, I have a bonus child. And you like, have all of our bonus children. <laughs> I have like mm-hmm. eight bonus children. But I'm so thankful that I got to do birth work before becoming a mom because it mm-hmm. like I think that's one of my biggest lessons as a midwife yeah. is like parenting is so fucking hard. It's so it hard. And like you just make the decisions based on what's best for you and your family and you just have to like be able to like hold space for people's decisions. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad that I get to be a mom after learning that and lesson. I, I think it's, it's still hard. Really yeah. important to know I'm that not saying it's easy, but I'm no, so no. thankful that I got to witness all I have. Yeah, but yeah. you do the best with what you know at the time. Yeah. But I also think it's really important the whole the saying when you know better you do better because mm-hmm. some people don't want to get new information because it makes them feel too bad about decisions they right. made. Like I know so much more about parenting and raising children children than I did like when I I thought I knew everything when I had my first child of course you did well, it's because you have everybody well, it's terrifying so you have to like fake that confidence but I actually thought that I did like, I actually did and I, and then it happened I was like I don't know anything yeah. Chris is already doing that I yeah. know wait what Chris, Chris is he planning on having Chris, a baby what's happening I mean maybe Update? one day but it's just funny oh God, because do your good babies are gonna be oh, so, cute. so cute but he'll say well I know what I'm not doing like mm. or you know I know the things I'm not Do doing you just that. Drink whatever you're drinking and shake your head. Be like, mm-hmm. No, okay. I'm like, that's cool, Chris. Like, keep what you loved and yeah, tell but, us what you did. But I also think it ma- that makes sense before you have kids because it's like you, you don't no understand idea. the emotional burden once a kid comes out and they're not cooperating with that plan right. of action. Yeah. Like they have their own ideas about what's right and what's wrong even before yeah. they can speak. Yeah. So let's talk about some things that moms get mom shamed for. Oh, it's like an endless list. Breastfeeding versus formula feeding. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. Yeah. And I used to actually be one of those secret, oh, you're giving formula, even though I did it twice. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm an asshole. Was it called like best feeding now? I don't know. I think whatever you should just do whatever situation. the hell works for you, even yeah. though, I mean, they know breastfeeding is best, but... Sometimes psychologically but that's not and emotionally correct to say that. That okay. 
Well, are guess we being what? PC? I thought we decided we aren't being PC. No, we're not. I'm just calling that out because I'm, it's like there's a difference. I'm to go to show that there's a yes. difference between sharing information, right? Right. Because I'm actually the information. Kind of, the information is that physically, yeah, it's better, right? But there yes. are situations where it's like at the. Like, I feel like so many times we've had to like guard, safeguard mom's relationships with their babies yeah. because of their like demands and yeah. like intensity of breastfeeding that at times it was helpful to utilize other resources to like protect that relationship. Yeah. So you have to like yeah. weigh the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. But then there's also people that get, yeah. I mean, I've been, I, I will, I will admit that it's one of the things that I've been a mom judger for before. You. Not me. We don't judge in this relationship, but we can judge another relationship. The biggest relief I, was I obsessed felt obsessed with breastfeeding. When yes, I had my kids. you were, you were, and and yeah. for other people, but but you you would say You're I'm very, not giving because I never felt relief like I did when I bought formula for Brock. I was like, thank effing God, like yeah. I can't. This is so stressful. All Here's your, your formula. Kids have massive ties though it's that you know so I never crazy. made you feel guilty about that when you No, that, and I'd say here's the formula and you'd say I'm not feeding him that. I'm if you want me to nurse your baby, I'll keep him. If not, then no. Well, I had already <laughs> nursed your kids before. I wouldn't do that to then anyone who didn't give it. me that permission. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you guys have a very unique relationship mm-hmm. where that's appropriate. But there's a lot of shaming. I got shamed in the biggest McDonald's in the world once by a fat for person. That's for right. Formula. That's by right. By a fat person eating a Whopper who was offended by my Boop. breasts that you couldn't see, but her husband possibly could possibly pretend that he Some was nip. seeing my nipple. And I'm like, half your ass is hanging out of those jeans that don't fit. And you're worried about my boob Boob. that you can't even. You uh. you can see a curve. There's a curve. So Carly offered them a blanket. We offered a blanket and they could put it over their heads. Nice. Yes, Carly. And then Mm -hmm. Carly stormed down to the manager to let them know that there was a nurse in at the Lego, whatever it was called, just the week before from some Mm. asshole illegally asking someone not to breastfeed in public. And then they begged us not to do that because we were threatening to do that. And I said, it's against the law what you did. And Carly would not stop because I love her. And it went a little longer than that. And then we left. Just as an aside, we're not actually fat shaming. It just seemed like something that we could shame judgment them for because judgment. we were feeling judged, <laughs> which is what parents do. You like, can I feel judged. Death. I'm going to judge you, <laughs> you now. You can bleep out the word fat later if you feel like that would be appropriate. Okay. All right. It's P-H-A-T. And also, yeah. and also the word but I was also saying it again. <laughs> but I was also judged for breastfeeding, like because my first daughter, as we've talked about on this podcast, she had like pretty severe colic, and I had people who had formula fed their kids because of colic, really pushing me to stop breastfeeding and to put her on formula because it was the choice they had made, and that was difficult for me because they were people that were close to like me, constantly just like telling you, like maybe it's time to stop breastfeeding, like maybe this isn't working. Oh, even my. My mom, who I love more than life itself, would yeah, say, well, if you'd you. stop breastfeeding, i babysit your kids for you. Well, then I won't need the babysitting because I'll be fucking <laughs> sleeping. But thanks for the encouragement. I need you to remind <laughs> me when I'm a grandma not to say to my kids, well, if you ever stop breastfeeding, I'm not going to ever babysit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be like, Jess, Jess, stop it. God, being a grandparent is going to be so hard in my no judgment way. I'm zone. No, love you it. get to do whatever you want. No, whatever I know, but want. when it comes to like the things that I feel super strongly about for the babies I love, that's going to be super difficult. Maybe for, for me. your first couple of sessions of babysitting, you should bring one of us along with you to like be like, Jess, it's okay. 
Maybe we can talk about one of the emails we received. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. While she's pulling it up, can you imagine if one of my kids decided to circumcise one of my grandkids? Oh, my. I, okay. First off, okay. I feel like that's never going to happen. First off, I think it'll be illegal by the time yeah. they have children. Uh, Which we'll talk about in a future episode, not this one, ladies. Because that's one of the biggest things I have trouble not shaming for. Uh-huh. We're not talking about that, though? Because we're no, not. We're going to have a whole episode, episode about, about it. About. But it is something that is like a, a shaming thing. That is it, really hard. Yeah. That's what she Um, said. I think we should do our friend who works here with us also, because I feel like we were talking about this No, that's a good idea. I think that let's get onto that topic, because I think that's a big one. Sorry. I think that's (laughs) That's also what she said. Big one. Let's do that one. Um, Uh, So thank you to this person for always writing in for our show, because we really appreciate the stories. You have a lot of experience. I think she's napping behind us. She is. Behind this wall. She came down kind of grumpy and stomped down to the bathroom (laughs) and then didn't say anything to us. We're like, sorry. She was still asleep. We had a birth together. Yeah. It was beautiful. Okay, so I'm going to read it. I got arrested. She got arrested. I forgot the arrested part. For leaving my baby in the car at the post office when she was 18 months old, and I was, wait, in the car at the post office when she was 18 months old, and I was struggling with a big, heavy box to drop off prepaid. The person who saw and then arrested me was an off-duty woman cop, newly pregnant, who simply watched me struggle instead of offering to help me. The front counter was probably 20 feet away from my locked, running, air-conditioned car through a big plate glass window. The cop threatened to have my daughter taken away from me. What's worse was my husband's busybody aunt looked up my new criminal record and passed it around my husband's family, causing them to also Uh, threaten to take her away from me. That's intense. I got probation and lost my job because of it all. Mm Mm-mm. But all I can think of is that if I... I don't know if I can say that. Guess she... Why? Okay, we already did. That if I was black, my kid would have been taken from me on the spot. So now I decide who I am friends with based on their stance on responsibly leaving kids in cars and their level of paranoia about kids being stolen or spontaneously <laughs> catching on fire. I've, I'm curious, that's, like, that's what too different. question is that, right? Like, mm-hmm. hi, nice to meet you. I'm blank. How are you doing today? Oh, by the way, how do you feel about leaving your children in your car? Mm-hmm. Well, see, I need to know that before we're friends. I think this is a big subject because yeah. it is important because there are, it, it is, so people get crazy about it because there are kids that get left in hot cars and die, right. which is not okay. Mm-hmm. But, but there's, there's also the other 99.9% of people who can see their freaking kid through the window and aren't forgetting right. them. It's there's just neglect and then there's like intention. Like for her, it was physically impossible for her to drop off her box and get her kid out of the car. And obviously it was impossible to get help from yeah. anyone, specifically Even another cop. woman. I don't, find, I don't find that men shame women. As I mean, that's as, a whole yeah. other topic, but... For we that don't kind mom. Of thing. Sh- they don't be like, oh, look at that mom over there doing that. Let's call the police. It's always another woman. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that comes down to we made that post about like unhappy people, like judge other people. Well, also, like because because it's like, well, I feel unhappy. Let me make your life harder today instead of helping you accomplish the task you need to while also taking good care of your child. Yeah. Well, it's also like a history of repression yeah. manifesting as judgment instead of, you know, like we yeah. live in a culture where it's much easier to like judge other people than it is to like address the deep rooted issues that are leading to repression. Yeah. Or maybe so it's easier it, to like get on each other than to be like, okay, what are we going to do about this? We're going to rise up. 
Yeah, or maybe it was a power trip on the on the part of this woman cop. But I've also had someone else who had a cop come because um, she had four children that were under the age of like four because she had twins, and she ordered a pizza. And so she pulled up in front of the pizza restaurant to just run in for one second, pick up her pizza and run back out, and she could see her kids. And the cop pulled up and said, you can't do that. It's like, how is it physically possible for me as one human being to get my four children out of car seats. Well, there's no village to help. So yeah. Also feel like we were talking about earlier, like if this was 20 years ago, that would have been completely normal. But I feel like with social media, there's a lot more accountability and knowledge of all the like really shitty people out there that would hurt your children in that situation. Yeah. And there's way too much true crime for me to currently leave my children in the car. Right. Like I feel (laughs) like, It's yeah, always I been there. We're just more aware of it with yeah. the access to information that isn't out Dude, there now. I've also called restaurants and said, my kids are both sleeping. Can you bring my food out to me? And thank goodness they did. Yeah. Because can you imagine trying to get two sleeping kids and yeah. like dragging them inside just so you can pick up and your you food? And you have to and prepay for that shit with your credit cards. They're already paid for it. It's exactly. not like you like bailing. And not my dad it. was really big on teaching lessons in his own whatever way this was. So when Chris, we lived in the middle of nowhere when Chris was little and um, I was doing my absolute best at being, having fun as a teenager, being a mom, working and doing all whatever. And I got home and he had fallen asleep in the car and it was like a, it was like a beautiful spring day. The windows were open. Oh, I the story. He was in his car seat and we lived in the middle of effing nowhere. Literally mm-hmm. there was not another house anywhere yeah and we were hanging out me and my brothers so my dad comes down and he's like have you checked on chris lately and i'm like yeah he's fine and i had just gone out to check on him he went out right behind me and took him out of the car oh my god and put him wherever upstairs i don't know for fun and then he waited and then it was another like i don't know i was 18 it could have been five hours for all i know but he wasn't crying so who cares Just kidding, Chris. But he was like, he came down a few minutes later and he was like, I know you didn't check on him because I took him out of the car. Anybody could have done that and he could have been murdered. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, what? First That's off, like those why? people that fake kidnap kids at the park just yeah, to like prove that it look, can happen. Look. Like you're looking at your phone too much and it's like. That's crazy. You're the ah, crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like that could happen, but the chances of it happening, if you look at the real statistics of it. Or like, I, if I lived in the middle of town, I would never have done that now. Yeah. But it was in the middle of nowhere. Was yeah. 20 years ago. It's really interesting. <laughs> like my bonus mom situation, like we always have to think from like a legal perspective, like what could yes. happen. Oh my and it God. is exhausting. Like there's so Super many times exhausting. where I've been like, oh, I would make this decision. And then we have to be like, wait. No, we can't possibly make that choice because even though like for us ethically it feels okay, like from a legal perspective, that would potentially be a huge backlash. Yeah. And it's just like it's exhausting. Like parenting that style is so exhausting. And I feel like I don't know, I feel like it's overkill. Like yeah. I feel like our kid and our decisions wouldn't be unsafe. But unfortunately, like with the way that people are judgy now yes. and the way that our systems Super are judgy. over like not and they just they just wait to jump in there and toss you under that bus yeah mm. if yeah. they get joy out of it because it makes them feel better about because themselves. they're miserable and i think people are miserable because they don't have that village well it's a cycle and you know what somebody has to break it hurt people hurt people right but chuck like chuck's always like why do you keep why do you take that or 
why do you keep allowing that to happen? And I'm like, because yeah. it's easier to be an asshole. Yeah. Let them be an asshole. They're obviously miserable. They yeah. hate themselves and they're just going to keep being an asshole. And I'd rather yep. not be an asshole because when I look back on it, I'm going to feel like a person with integrity and I might have a few less dollars and I might not be exactly where I want to be, but I feel good about myself Yeah, and well, I so- will forever. And I feel like, sorry, it's okay, fine. the further I get away from being in that place and, and realizing how hard parenting is, the less judgy I get because it's like, this is, it's a rough job. It's, and it's the like, hardest job in the world. And there are some really crappy parents out there, but for the most part, people are really trying their best with the tools they have. Well, also use your judgment. Like it doesn't take very long to understand who's a crappy parent and who's a parent who like might've made a decision that's different than what you would support, but they're still like a really good parent. So like, don't lump people up, you know, like it doesn't take long to make that different, like to notice the difference between those two kinds of parents. So like, yeah, stop, stop villainizing people. Like let them, but it's a shame. Like Like you said, we have to, we have to know there's people out there that are just waiting to pounce. So then you have to make Mm -hmm. decisions that are different. And they might not be the best decisions for your kids because like sometimes it's like if you wake your kid up from their nap, like it will be physically unhealthy from them for them because then they're going to be like a hot mess the whole rest of the day. They might have trouble sleeping that night. And if you do that day after day after day, like it's it's just a lot to take in to like make those decisions. Well, we were talking earlier too, like information's always changing. Like I feel like the like research is constantly changing about like what's best for your kids, what's the best sleep schedule, what's the best vaccination schedule, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like you make the best decision you can with the information you have and then it's going to change in like three years anyway. So then you feel like shit because you made a decision based on what you thought was best three years ago. But it's like, I think you just have to like be really understanding of people. Like they made the decision that they felt was best and like it was in that moment to their child. Yeah. And even if that changes, that doesn't mean it was a bad parenting choice. It means that like with the information they had, that was the best decision. Yeah. And I feel like that's a fine line because like there's so much access to information. Now you can be really judgy of someone who's like, I still do this, but you're like, there's so much information out there that Mm -hmm. says that that's inappropriate and yet you're still doing it. That's like a super fine line. (laughs) Yeah. So I think, I think it's time for us to take a break. Um, but I think when we come back, we should talk more about that fine line. Cause I think especially with social media, there's a big difference between how people feel if they're being attacked. And I think there is a difference between sharing information and judging somebody. So I want to talk a little bit about more about that and also the possibility that you can be friends and support people in different parenting decisions yeah um so let's uh let's take Take a a break cue the elevator music that's what i like get it girl all right so now that we've had a break for three weeks from recording feels like we're podcast virgins again which makes sense for our sponsor because our sponsor today is once again the fantabulous beluga baby baby wraps do me again <laughs> did she say do me again <laughs> Ooh. um so beluga baby baby bamboo baby wraps they are a spectacular way to wear your baby so you can be hands-free while comforting your baby um, they are made of high-quality bamboo, and they have a fantabulous four-way stretch, four-way stretch that really comforts your baby and makes them feel like they're back in the womb, which is proven to reduce crying by 40%. Which and in crime. turn reduces crime. <laughs> reduces crime and crying. So check out Beluga Baby. Get a wrap. Also, I want to let you know we're doing a giveaway for this episode. So you have to like her page, our page, and also comments 
on one of them your favorite line from this episode and you will be entered to win a really great prize that we will tell you about online okay so give those instructions one more time like like comment you have to like beluga babies page either instagram or facebook Mm -hmm. you have to like ours on instagram or facebook and you have to comment your favorite line from this episode of the podcast under our you're gonna do a you're gonna do a post that they will comment under yes okay great yep we will do that so once again check out beluga baby because beluga baby wraps are awesome and so is the owner mrs Haley campbell we love you we love you so much and um yeah this break is over So, guys, we've come to the conclusion that everybody has experienced or has mom shamed Mm -hmm. in the past. Even people who aren't moms. Yeah. So we need I feel like we need to like have a point to this episode that not that we've been mom shamed or what that it's for, but it's like, why are people doing it? And what is something that we can do to make parenting easier, less (laughs) shameful? Because I feel like when you're in a place of shame. Like you were saying earlier, it's harder to take in information. Yeah. But I also feel like there's a difference between sharing information and shaming. And I feel like especially in today's social media culture, there's a lot of moms who take sharing information that's different from a decision they made as being shamed. Well, I also feel like people are more forceful on social media too. Like you're not looking at someone's face and like telling them how you're feeling. So people tend to use like stronger language. So you would never, there's some things you would say to them on social media. You would never say to them if you're sitting across the table with them. We're writing about with high school kids, but it's happening for adults. Tweet, it's a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> if you stay in on the street, that it's a knockout. That should be t-shirts. Like, say it to my face. <laughs> it's not gay when it's in a three-way. Right, I don't think that's the same no, the song. song. Sorry. Where's um, that? Where's that? Uh, Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake, though, if you like our podcast, uh, we would be okay with Jimmy that. Fallon a lot. Yeah. A lot. We would but. love it if we were on your show. Yeah. So what is like info sharing and what is shaming? So how about yeah. if you blast all over Facebook, your feelings about something mm-hmm. would be shaming. But if you contacted someone and said, hey, here's access to this information. I, I, would you want to get together for coffee while our kids scream together? I think it would be fun to hang out yeah. and talk about stuff. So much more approachable. There. Because there are some things when it comes to parenting that there is evidence out there that it's like, this is definitely better for your children. Mm-hmm. And some people are coming from, I think it also has to do with like your your point, whether it's like you're trying to just make them feel bad and make yourself feel better or whether you're actually trying to help them because you love them. Also, I feel like too, like, is there an audience? Like if it's just you and you at coffee or yeah. even just like texting with information, I feel like that's more individualized and that's more sensitive to the other person's like specific situation but if you're just like blasting somebody yeah. with everybody looking at what you're doing yeah you're clearly trying to make them be viewed by an entire group of people which is yes. not an and it's going to put them in a defense mode which is going to shut down their ability to take in information because yeah. it's like again coming from that um that point of view that the parent you're talking to really does want to do what's best but mm-hmm. if you talk to them in a way that puts them in a defense mode they're not going to take in that information and there's a certain level of trust with that like what trust are you building with people who you yeah. don't even know that you're talking through the internet versus somebody that you have a friendship or even like an acquaintance with yeah. that you're sharing information with so something that i see a lot that really like drives me crazy is like we're 
people might be sharing real information like that. And they might, and and they might be right. They might be right. But But a person made a different decision. And what they say is like, you don't deserve to be a parent. I hope you never procreate again, or you deserve to have your kids taken away from you. By the way, here's this really great article that I'm now completely undermining to show you that like, but also you're coming from a place that's like... Can you post that for me? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. number one, like, if, if you're telling someone they deserve to have their kids taken away from yeah. them, you're putting them in a defense mode. You're also, like, t- not taking into account, like, how damaging it is to actually take away somebody's freaking children. Yeah. Mm. Whether they were left in a car while you carried a, pa- a bar, package. a package into the post office, or you circumcised your kid, or you didn't breastfeed, or and then people will say this on the internet for, like... Everything. That's Everything. why I removed, I have been added to so many birth groups and this group and that group. And I just take myself right out because it's just one attack it's after another of people yeah. like yeah. essentially just supporting their own idea. Yeah. But Facebook to me, like social media and all the screaming that goes on, it's like when you're talking to kids or other human beings, if I start yelling at you, you don't hear what I'm saying. You hear my tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the same thing when you're like bashing someone or giving information. If I'm like, hey, Meredith, I hear it's cool to shave your pits. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think that each individual should have the right to make that decision for themselves. <laughs> but I appreciate your input. And then I say... Also, my son loves your armpit hair. <laughs> Thank you. And, and then I me say... To grow mine. You're right. Personal choice means that the person attached to the armpit hair should have the choice whether or not to shave it. Exactly. <laughs> also, certain people in my life love my armpit hair. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but yeah, so I think, but I think we also need to have a message for the people that there are some people out there who refuse to take in new information because they feel attacked right. by people that are maybe giving a good message, but in a bad way. So, so it's these like, people have never in their life been validated, not from their parents, not from their spouse, yeah. not from their siblings or themselves or them. So for anyone. So it's hard for, some people are just never going to, everything's going to be an attack. And I don't know, like, yeah. I don't know what the answer is to that. Yeah, that's true. I think that most people have somebody in their lives that they trust though. And some so, people just don't, yeah. they just don't. But I think when it comes to any information, I've learned this in the things I feel strongly you have to lay about. If you come, know, just give up. <laughs> if you come out throwing fists, you're, you are going to close down the change you're trying to make. And so it's like, you might as well not say anything at all. Whereas if you come from it, come at it from a loving point of view and like, Hey, I learned about this. How you want to hear much like Chuck and the circumcision. Um, yeah, information. which we'll yeah. talk about in our circumcision episode. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but that's like that's across the board. It's not just like birth issues or pregnancy yeah. issues or postpartum issues. It's like across Parenting the board. Issues as like well. that's a lesson you can learn in any chapter of your life where you approach something without any open mindedness or like an understanding of what the other person is going through. You're never going to be yeah. able to reach them if you can't at least understand where they're coming from. And to do that, you have to listen and like hear their story and be empathetic to their story. Right? Yeah. Totally. You totally do. And people are not going to listen to you if they don't feel you have some sort of empathy for them and the place they're coming from. And that doesn't mean that your only job is to listen. It means that you listen. And then if you feel like what you're saying and you have the information to share, you find a way that's like approachable to share with that person. And then they get to decide if that's something they're going to like input into their decision making process. Yes. But that's your, that's it. You don't get to control what their decision is. You only get to give your information and let them decide what they do with it. I wanted to talk a little bit about how I've had like, and very shortly, because I think we're running out of time, but like I've had friends that it was like very, um, it was so, it was such a like awesome friendships that I've had where it's like, 
even like our friendship where we had totally different parenting mm-hmm. ways of parenting. Like me and you don't, me, I'm talking to Kim. We don't parent the same. At, no. Mm-hmm. At all. At, not um, even a little. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, our, our children are all alive. So yes, we share thriving. that. I wouldn't say they're, they're just thriving. surviving. They're thriving. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, but it's like, and I've also had friendships with other people who were completely, like had, like did everything completely different mm-hmm. from anything I would do. Um, but because we all respected each other and we were coming from a place of love, it's like, I love you, Kim. Um, oh, thanks. We could talk about those and, like, things. Like my opinion is not going to shift my love for you. Yeah. Just like we, because like we feel differently. But because we respected each other, it's like I can share why I feel this way yeah. and you can share why you feel that way. And I've had other friends like that, like, oh, let me, let, let me listen to the reasons why you feel like circumcision is... Uh, a horrible thing to do. And, and I had a friend who had, well, you had circumcised your kids and and we're going to talk about this more in circumcision because it's, it's a big thing that I have trouble with. It's because we put (laughs) out in the universe um, that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But I had another friend who had circumcised her son, but she was still like, I want to hear what you have to say about that because maybe I made a decision without knowing all the facts. And because we were coming up to a, from a place of respect, like I know you love your kids and you're a great mom and you're able to take in that information and maybe like she could teach me things and I could teach her things and it could help us all be better parents Mm -hmm. and we can all respect each other at the end of the day, as long as we're not really endangering our children. Yeah. Well, that's something Terrence and I talk about a lot is we don't actually know what we would do around vaccination when we have children, if Mm -hmm. we have children, and that's why you just like, put the V word out there. <laughs> I know I'm not. That's another episode. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, I, that's the one thing I'm so excited about having a conversation with you guys yeah. is because like I, I'm have like Dr. Sears books is like my favorite resource for that. And there's mm-hmm. obviously a lot more, but I feel like that's a conversation the two of us need to have a lot. But I also know that you guys are going to be really involved in our like prenatal care. So I'm excited to like have that conversation with you guys. And so is he from a place of respect. Because it's a place of respect. Like I, we might have different opinions, especially yep. Terrence, who's maybe a little bit more pro vaccination. Like, yeah. but I also feel like it's a safe space to have those conversations. And like, those mm-hmm. are the relationships that you need. And that's those what helps us all grow as people. Yeah. And I'm learning that the further I go in life, when it's not even just talking about mom shaming, anytime you are coming from a place of shame or defense, you're not going to be able to grow as a yeah. person. It shuts you down completely unless you feel ashamed for yourself if you are coming from a place where you feel shame because you decided you did something you didn't care about those are growing situations but if you are in a place where you're defending yourself from other people um you're not in a place where you are able to to grow and make new information but i feel like even if you're ashamed of yourself you have to find those safe spaces to like have you do. those conversations because i think actually self-shame can be way more powerful it can that's what i'm than saying like other people shaming is that you. because then the change is coming from within you it's not because you're feeling pressure, pressure from, from outward them. sources yeah. i feel like people do change <laughs> thanks kim <laughs> it's for bridesmaids no i think oh my they gosh. stay the same I, Look away. Like I, I was watching that scene Abridge your eyes. the other night and i was like trying to keep my eyes open i was like i have to watch this scene for kim and jess it's our scene we have to <laughs> yeah. watch the scene it's magical watch i think um i learned a lesson a long time ago when i was doing a class and i had to take something i felt passionate about and and write a paper and a speech and give it on the, the opposite view. Yes. Yeah. I love those yeah. assignments. And I just mm-hmm. was like, oh man, I just really made great points for, and it was like stay at home moms versus, yeah. which is a huge oh, topic. A huge like, topic oh, of shame. you work? How dare you? I've had 
people say to me, well, if, if this happens, it's because maybe you should have put makeup on and not yes. worked or, you know, whatever. So that's a huge, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, in the end, it's like, oh, so ask people, like, tell me, tell me your view and why, and then just shut up and listen to it. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. wait for your turn to talk. Yep. Yeah, just like shut that down every time Everyone it comes does out. that. There's well, that what do you saying, think? And they wait for their turn to talk you're and they don't hear you're anything. You're listening to respond. You're not listening to hear what they're saying. Right, right. exactly. Take an active listening class. Like, yeah. It, there's and it's huge. A, it makes a huge change. Difference. But you need the people said. around you to also take that class. <laughs> because if only one person is actively listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, also I feel like it doesn't have to be around birth. It doesn't have to be around pregnancy. Like you can learn this lesson at any chapter of your life and you have to just like be open to that experience. Like, I learned that lesson by being like an activist in college. Like you just, I don't know, like don't let it just be about birth. Like be open to any experience in your life that's going to teach you how to just listen to people. Yeah. Before and hear you where their real experience is coming from. Yeah. But then also find a way for you to express yourself because if you're never heard and you're never validated, you don't have space to hear what other people are saying right. because you yeah. just need to get out. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. We just listen to each other talk for an hour. Listen and then to we what feel better. I think. <laughs> listen to my opinion. Don't circumcise your kids. Sorry, I'm just joking. That's yes, not true. That's another episode. That don't. Is, don't you're setting yourself up for a kids. There's people that are going to do that. And then what do you... I but, mean, but I can think I of some family say, members that may have done that. But we listen. We know people's yep. stories of why they did it. And then we like talk about why things are changing, maybe through research. And, and, and the bottom line is we're human. So sometimes people tell me their reason. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's dumb and stupid. And I just said dumb and stupid twice. But yep. if you have a relationship where you can like say those things in a safe way, you're yep. more likely to make a difference. <laughs> or find a new friend. <laughs> yeah. Or be friends despite that being a difference that you have. And I so love you guys. Options. And I support you in all your choices. Ish. I don't disappoint all. I don't love all. I can't think of any that I don't love. I didn't say that I would. I love all ever all of your choices. I, I panic I every time you, you guys travel places. Support That's you true. in your choices. I do. She especially panics when we encourage her to travel with us. <laughs> I, I'm yes. sweating. Especially yes. out of you the said that, I feel sweaty. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Speaking of sweating, I'm ovulating right now, and I can smell my fumes like wafting <laughs> up at me. It's also well, the chairs. I'm sorry. They're like plastic. Sorry. Like they don't really like. I'm, I'm wearing scrubs. I'm into and my I've third glass of yesterday. Josh wine. Well, you're not ovulating just, right now. I'm not. I'm not ovulating, but I'm, I'm sweating in my situations. scrubs that I've had on since yesterday I started morning. ovulating like when we got here and I was like, ouch. It's because you were near us. Yeah, we've like been apart for a whole Actually, you and I are we're on the same cycle, so that Two could be weeks? part of it. I'm sorry. Aw, our cycles not are together now. Baby, you're sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. Ew. So do we have It's any? like cuddling. Kim can't handle can't. it. Oh. I don't want to do it. What time are Oh, wait. We, we have another story. We do. We have one more. Okay. We have time for yeah. it, actually. And this is actually something that... Um, how do we have time? <laughs> we do. Am I in a work? Because I <laughs> want to talk about a game. You're half asleep. I am. Um, I may have slept through part of it. Let's do this story and then let Kim share her game because that's really. A solid I think game. that this is an interesting story and it brings up some interesting things while you're looking up about how sometimes I like to compare it to decisions that are mainstream and then decisions you get judged for, but also like how there's not always science out there to support the things we do and how it also becomes tricky for healthcare professionals. That's a great setup. You must be talking about marijuana use. 
Yeah. I am. Or CBD oh. also. Or CBD oil. I am talking about am that. This, am I pulling this yeah, up? Yeah, pull the story oh, up because we got we had someone write in about this anonymously. Okay. I'll read it. It's a really good topic. Yeah. Okay. To which my opinions will be held. Yes. Because they have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I got shamed by many for using and supporting moms who use cannabis and even just CBD to help with insomnia and lack of appetite in my second pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I had absolutely no desire to eat my second pregnancy and I literally had to force myself to have lunch. A few puffs on my bowl and about half an hour later, I wanted to make lunch. Exclamation point. Mm. I also have a friend who has miserable HG. And cannabis is probably what got her through it without having to go to the hospital, in her opinion. Um, we should say what HG is. It's hyperemesis. Hyperemesis. Basically, you puke so much. Shout out to our client. Basically, means you puke so much that you have to carry around a, what's that, margarine? Bucket? Bucket? What's that brand? I don't know. I don't remember. It's like a... Country crock? Yes, thank you. She had to carry around a country crog bucket with her at all times because she was you never know so when much you're which is up. dangerous That's because awful. then your baby can't grow and you're also literally and you're just miserable so miserable so miserable you can't enjoy your pregnancy at all you're yeah. miserable so let's talk a little bit about this because this is one of those things that people do get judged for especially and we can't say we support or don't support it um there's do, not a lot of research out there for it at this point there is there's some, some. There there's is some research about marijuana use CBD. um in pregnancy and that it's not super harmful and i i, I do have to say the latest up to date says that it does cause harm what kind of harm does it say it causes? It restricts like preterm. Yeah, it's like restricting growth. Or don't don't quote me on it because I don't I don't remember because I haven't slept. But it, it did yeah. show. But it was a very small study. Yeah, with very few people. The studies I've seen out of like other countries showed that um, there they did not really see any differences or not noticeable differences in moms that use marijuana and did not in pregnancy. Um, but I think it's also important to point out that it is actually like really supported by mainstream medical to use medications in pregnancy and labor that if right. you took them without a prescription would be considered the same well, thing as I using mean, I marijuana. I have a client who got like narcotic co- hydrocodone today who yeah. that is proven to cause or low fen- birth weight. Or yeah. fentanyl in labor. Right, exactly. So it's like, it's okay if a doctor's telling you to do it, but if a mom's using it to treat like a really real medical problem. A or really real problem. A really real problem. <laughs> um, it, so it's just one of those things where it's like, you can be mom shamed for it so bad. But I have had moms that they, you know, like their anxiety was so bad. And it's like, maybe go try some CBD because that might help you. And, mm-hmm. um, I also like to point out that, it, um, we are, we, we, well, we said already, we are not encouraging that in pregnancy, but, um, I also like to point out to people that if you go to the hospital, you will be drug tested. And if there's marijuana in your urine, right. you will be, CBS will be called, you will be put through an enormous, um, enormous trial amount of difficulty. Bullshit. Um, but, I think that's a very real um, concern people have when they are trying to do what's best for their children and for themselves in pregnancy. But um, well, it's also really hard when a lot of like alternative therapies aren't researched, so they just no. have to like blanket say that it's unsafe because there's no research, and they, just because the funding for the research isn't there. And they say that for a lot of the it's things, also morally unethical do. to test marijuana on a pregnant woman and a fetus. So, which moms are they? Including in this test. 
But then what else are they taking? Yeah. Are, what else are they smoking? Well, also, like, how many times are they doing this as about telling the moms that they're doing it? I can't tell you how many moms have transferred care who I get their records. I was like, oh, you got drug tested. And they're like, oh, I had no idea. It's like, yeah, they don't, they don't tell, tell you. you. They do any, any in hospital does a full talk screen. Yeah, but they have they have they, they don't, don't tell you. Yeah, they don't tell you anything. That's right. No, they don't tell you. But it's also important to know that the stuff that they do say is important is also they find unethical to test on pregnant women. And I'm not going to go into my stance on this, but um, there's no vaccinations that have been tested on pregnant women, mm-hmm. um, but they still recommend them. So mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where it's like, it's okay for us to recommend this, but this will have your kid taken away for CPS. And so it's like a really fine line it's of so, like, it's, just, it's super scary. Like, do your research, like make yep. decisions for your family and your children and your lifestyle based on your personal research. Like if you're doing that research and you find resources that you feel like back up your decisions, that's one thing. But if you just go into something without any research and just going based on like, yeah, or based on your personal, knowledge. based on your personal risk assessment, which is going to be different for every person. Right. So oh, I, I was going to say something, but which I feel like we talked about informed consent a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, do your fucking research. I blanked out. And yeah. make sure your sources are legit. Look who's doing your research. That's well, really and the bottom too. line is like, you have to, what is legal where you live? What is, right. what is legal? Yeah. And I, and I get that marijuana is a plant and I get that people don't think it's a drug. It's a drug, but whatever. But and if so it's is alcohol and look at the way alcohol is used but, in our country. Yeah. It, but if it's illegal, don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. If it's illegal, if you have a chance of being tested, like that's the safest view on it. But yeah. then if you're vomiting to the point where you can't, it's just Eat. tough. And I, I don't judge. It's balancing your risks and your benefits. Yeah, it's just hard. It's a really hard decision. Yeah. I've had clients before who um, they didn't necessarily use marijuana in pregnancy, but they were so scared of the backlash of people thinking they use marijuana that like I had a client who had a, a marijuana leaf tattoo. And she, part of my job as a doula is that... Um, I was supposed to make sure that at all times in the hospital, her ta- her marijuana tattoo was covered. Mm. That was part of my role. Yeah, because so it's they like it's so ridiculous. People yeah. have to worry about that. Oh, I know where I was going. Is we talked about CPS, and that is a whole other can of worms. But it depends on what our people say is okay yeah. and is not okay. So they will call CPS if you test positive with marijuana. Maybe you had a brownie. Maybe you just toked a little bit because you couldn't stop puking. But you're a great fucking parent. You homeschool. You do everything right. Mm-hmm. And now CPS is called. Meanwhile, you've There's got meth heads there. that live across the street from me who just keep having their kids like back and forth and back and forth and they eat off also, the street. Also, methamphetamines get out of your system in three days where it takes a month for weed to get yeah. out of your right. system. But nothing happens to these parents. Yeah. So I just feel like our attention is really being played and paid to the wrong crowd yeah. right now. Like, can we focus on the people? Wow. And it's just insane for people who are in one state and it's legal and then you go one state over and it's not. It's not. But so that got really heavy. <laughs> and I think we all need to pass around a peace pipe now to come down from it. Oh, my dad carved a peace pipe um, for Chuck when we got married. Oh, I will we'll smoke a peace pipe with you guys because it's illegal. Yeah. I don't and smoke. we're on call. And I don't like Wyatt marijuana. <laughs> um, but anyways, okay, I think so what the takeaway is, is like one way your pros and cons to go into the stories with open minds and open ears, like active listening, listen to her story, figure out what's going on. She's made this decision. Is it well-informed? Yeah. 
If you have information to share, awesome. But do it in a way that's and approachable. And also, as a person, like, stop. Just stop freaking judging people. Like, Jesus, if you have God. nothing better to do with your life than Come sit do laundry. Come do my laundry. Another- Come clean a birth room after a birth. Come scrub yes. the shit off my walls yes. that my 10-year-old's painting for if fun. You have oh, a choice God, I thought between, it was the four-year-old. If you have a, ch- a choice between judging someone and supporting them in the hard situation that they're in, just support them first. Can I talk Can about... Can we talk about your game? Yeah, so me, yes. Megan, whom I love. Hey, Megan. Hi, Megan. And Carly, that we are all, cool. like, very different parents, just like Jess and I are. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll I probably, will probably be the same. will be one day. Um, so we are all very different. Our kids sleep in different places. Some of us vaccinate, some don't. You know, whatever. But we all started playing this game called Mom of the Year. Empty. <laughs> It's an empty bottle of wine, Robert. Oh, our wine Oz can't get any wine. It's empty. Mm-hmm. That's sad for you guys. So we started playing a game called Mom of the Year, where no matter what, we would call each other and say, I'm currently Mom of the Year. And mine, I held it for a very long time when I lost Oscar in Target on Black Friday. Ooh. And what they shut the whole be? store down. Oh. It was on lockdown, and there were so many people in there, and no one was allowed in and out of the bathroom. It was horrible, and I didn't tell Chuck for wow. probably 10 years. And so I held on to that, and then we watched Megan watch her child walk behind the swings. And I'm like, should we help him, or do you think he'll be all right? And she's like, he's fine. And then, bam, damn. <laughs> it wasn't just a hit. He... <laughs> His in slow motion. legs like flew <laughs> up in front of him. He flew and everyone ran to help him except Megan and I. First we had a laugh. Yeah. And then we ran to help him. So it's like, oh, mom of the year. So we don't judge each other for these yeah. stupid little things we We're do. So we human. we laugh at them. Like you laugh at each other's mistakes for I want to say that, that you reminded me, and this doesn't really have to do with mom shaming, but I guess it does with the climate we're in. One of my earliest memories is being on the beach. I think I was like three and I wandered away from my parents and I still remember like walking through the beach, looking for them and not being able to oh, find my so way scary. back to them. And so th- what the lifeguards did at that time, which I doubt they would do today because you could actually probably be legit kidnapped <laughs> is that it was so scary for me they they put me to the top of one of those like really tall stop whose child is this lifeguard <laughs> stands and they held me up like the lion king <laughs> and they all blew their whistles at one time <gasps> nice. and then my mom had to look over and see that i was the lost child being <laughs> held up from the lifeguard oh, stand baby you're, you're a little baby simba so can you imagine if that had not been like 1987 and it had been 2020 yeah. Uh, like anybody could walk up and be like, that's my kid. That's my kid. Let's go. Yeah. But hey, I got returned. I'm alive. I'm healthy today. So ish. here you are. You're completely <laughs> normal. And your mom is so responsible. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> but so that's what, that's the thing is that stuff happens to everybody. Yeah. I got lost in the grocery store when I was a kid and ran mm. up to a guy and hugged his legs thinking it was my dad because he had dad jeans because on. Because it's a sea of <laughs> legs when you're yes. tiny. It's just a sea of legs. <laughs> I see his scrawny little dad legs. You can't exactly. help it. So it's like, let's just support. Let's be the village. Let's support each other. Yeah. Let's stop mom Hold shaming. people accountable when they're being ridiculous. We will also like be understanding when people are just being yes. human. We let's will still take messages and, and emails and, and notes about yes. the subject. Yes, I think we will. we could do it again. But let's yeah. save our calls to the police officers and CPS for people that are actually really hurting their children. Some examples. If you see someone shooting up, with a baby on their hip, maybe yeah. call. If a child comes to their school with a razor blade cut down their thumb because their mom was cutting drugs while they were sitting next to them and grabbed the razor, make call. that call. You maybe a call. You're going to call them. Why not if you anything? find a two-year-old wandering 81, call. call. Sure. Yeah. Why not? 
Yeah. But if someone spanks their child, <gasps> don't call CPS for don't that. Don't call CPS for that. Maybe go talk to them and be like, hey, I want to understand your parenting. Let's have a or conversation hey, around Or hey, do you need a glass of wine? Because you're having a shitty day. Because yeah. no one having a good day spanks their kid. I don't look at my kid and go, this is a great fucking day. I think I'm going to smack him a couple times. It's yeah. more like, ah! I've been awake for three out. days. Oh, my God. <laughs> So I think it's time to wrap up our episode, but let's wrap it up with like, let's be a decent human being. Yeah. Help each other out. Let's don't let our own guards down so we can understand other people yeah. better. Don't, um, don't be a cunt. Thank you That's to sure. Jane Hot from Dandelion Doula Service for this beautiful wine. bottle of Josh wine. It smells um, delicious. Thank you to Beluga Baby for sponsoring our episode. We love you and you are amazing. And check out Beluga Baby Raps because they are literally the bomb.com. And tell them what to do one more time. One more time. So pay attention to our our feeds, but you're going to have to like Beluga Baby's um, social media. You're going to have to like our social media and then you're going to have to listen to this episode and comment your favorite line from the episode. We know there's a lot to choose from. So you have one week and (laughs) you will be entered into the fantabulous I I don't know why I'm saying fantabulous fantabulous is a great word to the fantabulous giveaway that we are doing to um, host with the most yes so uh, the only thing other thing we have to say to everybody is don't be a dick and cheers cheers. (laughs) don't be a (laughs) (laughs) 